today on the Scott Thompson Show on AM 900 CHML. In regard to Kevin O'Leary, Kevin O'Leary, uh, a little bit ago, about an hour ago, uh, announced that he was stepping down uh, and will not run for the progressive conservative uh, leadership for the federal party uh, and has announced that he is putting his support between, uh, behind Maxime Bernier. To talk more about all of this, David Aiken is with us, chief political correspondent, Global News, and he is with us now. Hello, David. How are you today? Oh, hang on a sec. You're on the phone. Hello, I'm David. How are you today? I'm doing well. Can you hear me all right? I can now. So uh, did anyone expect this? No, and uh, I've just, uh, we broke this about 1 o'clock this afternoon, and I'm just now picking my jaw up off the floor. <laughs> Kevin O'Leary wasn't a front-runner. He was the front-runner by any polling, any internal polls I'd seen. But O'Leary has just released a statement within the last half hour, and he says this. He says he loves Maxime Bernier. First of all, likes Bernier's policies. He says that Bernier and I, this is O'Leary's statement, were statistically tied, but, number two, O'Leary said he did not have a lot of second-ballot support. And remember, this is a ranked ballot. Mm -hmm. So as other candidates, and there's 12 others still in the race, fell off in this multiple rounds of voting, it was probably those votes were going somewhere else, not to O'Leary. And three, O'Leary says he was doing great in the West, but he was going nowhere in Quebec. And in this ranked ballot system, it's only ranked ballot, but the way the Tories are choosing a leader, every riding is weighted the same. So a riding, you know, in downtown Montreal is worth the same as Hamilton Center. That's mm-hmm. the way it's going to work. And so if you're not doing well in all 90-plus Quebec ridings, you don't have a hope. And O'Leary, as we know, famously said, I don't speak French, I speak the language of jobs. Might have been a cute line in English Canada. Didn't mm. go over too well in French Canada. So, so he's out. And he, at press conference at 4.30 today, they're going to talk about it. So uh, we're still two years away from a federal election. Is it, is, it, is it smart for him to assume in two years he can't make some ground in Quebec? And, I mean, Harper didn't have that much support in Quebec either. Uh, no, he didn't, but he, he Harper spoke French and understood that he is not going to win anything in Quebec unless he can communicate uh, in the language of not only Quebecers, but New Brunswickers, a certain component of Manitoba, uh, mm-hmm. French speakers, etc. Uh, so the French thing is, it, 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 I said this from day one with O'Leary, and I, I, I've talked to him about it. I said, unless you commit now to absolute serious French immersion, it, just forget about it. It's not going to happen. And so he's decided that it's not in. He, he's going to get asked this at 4.30. Was this then all just a publicity stunt to raise profile for his TV shows or uh, whatever it might have been? Wow. Who knows? Um, you know, he, he says he's doing this because he wants the Canadian economy to grow at 3%, that he thinks Justin Trudeau's economic policies are a disaster. And so in his statement, he's going to say that I think Bernier's policies are great for the country, and together, O'Leary supporting Bernier, we can defeat uh, Trudeau in 2019. We'll see. It, uh, on the bigger picture, I mean, two years out, whoever is the leader is, I think, going to have to focus the party on getting ready for that 2019 election, and that means finding candidates. I think in 2015, the Liberals found a lot of really good candidates, and quite frankly, the Conservatives were a little stale, a little long in the tooth. They had trouble finding good candidates to replace some of the excellent politicians they had. So that, there's a lot of work for the guy or gal who wins the conservative leadership. Max Bernier now is the favorite, but there's still this throws it all. There's a whole bunch of other moving parts in this without O'Leary. Bernier's a favorite, but uh, who knows what's going to happen with others. And don't forget, there's a leadership debate right after this O'Leary-Bernier press conference. Hmm. So there'll be a leadership debate where all of a sudden people are going to make a pitch for O'Leary supporters. Is there going to be an anybody-but-Bernier campaign sort of all of a sudden developed? 
Uh, who knows? I mean, I really haven't seen a lot like this before. I was talking to Michael Tobe, former speechwriter for, for Stephen mm-hmm. Harper and conservative, and he, he's he's thinking there's another reason here. He's not buying the Quebec reason, especially two years out. He can learn the language. It's not that difficult. Um, do you think there's some sort of, or there's been any uh, anything floated around about some sort of other reason why he's dropping out of this? It just seems I mean, odd two years out. His, yeah, I can only go by a statement right now that he's issued, and I it... It, 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 the, the Quebec reason is the reason he was going to lose the leadership. Forget about the 2019 election. He was going to lose the leadership. And I've seen, and Michael May as well, some internal sort of, uh, uh, sort of they run through some internal polls in which they run through some likely ballot outcomes. Right. And the most likelihood, this is a poll of conservative voters, not of the general population, but of the 260,000 people actually voting, Bernier was going to win this thing on like the 11th ballot. Um, so let so me ask you this, David. Why not, like you know, you know, why not at least see if he can win win the the, the conservative leadership, uh, you know, and and then worry about learning French as he moves, you know, in the two year battle uh, for the upcoming election. It, it just seems odd that at this point, as you mentioned, even today with a debate coming up, that he picks this time and runs these numbers now. Right. Well, don't forget the numbers are fresh out. So the party has right. finally just released the a the numbers of all voters and b also the regional breakdown of voters. So we know how many people there are voting in Quebec or Alberta or Ontario, etc. And so all the campaigns have also been notified of these numbers. And it's not a simple thing to plug it into your spreadsheet. Every campaign will have one. They will have run the numbers to get a sense of where they're at. And as I mean, again, I go back to exactly what. Uh, what O'Leary said, he has no second ballot support. He was going to be the leader on the first ballot, the second ballot, the third ballot, but he wasn't going to grow. And meanwhile, Bernier would be certainly growing, leached to a degree, um, and it would have been over for Bernier. So it, this just face-saving measure. He doesn't want to be a loser hmm. and decided to, to bail at this point. The big wrinkle here is there were a lot of people who were certainly anybody but O'Leary and might have been saying, if I'm anybody but O'Leary, Bernier looks pretty good to me as the guy who can stop O'Leary. But now, with no O'Leary, there could be a significant, we don't know how significant, portion of a Bernier supporters that now say, oh, without O'Leary, maybe I like that Andrew Shear fellow, or Erin yeah. O'Toole, or Lisa Raitt. It really puts a whole different color on this race without him in it. Uh, can Bernier beat Trudeau? You know, I'm not sure I'd want to take that bet. I think Trudeau, I mean, right, this is, of course, who knows where we are in two years. I think the Trudeau liberals would prefer, among all the candidates that are on offer here, would prefer Bernier. I think they think they can beat Bernier. That would be the Trudeau camp uh, at this point in time. Uh, Bernier, of course, thinks he can beat Trudeau. He's going to be on the front cover of the equivalent of McLean's in Quebec, L'Actualité, in which they're going to talk about that. Good good job by L'Actualité for uh, seeing that one coming. So I, I'm really not sure. I think there might be some other candidates who match up better against Trudeau. Um, some conservative strategists, I've said, just pick a woman, and that might be Lisa Raitt or Kelly Leach. Just a woman uh, would attract new support to the conservative party. Um, it's certainly got to be somebody who's bilingual, and unfortunately neither Lisa Raitt nor Kelly Leach are uh, that bilingual, though certainly they'd have two years to try. Um, and then it might be somebody younger than Trudeau. Erin O'Toole, believe it or not, is a couple of years younger than Justin Trudeau. Justin Trudeau now is, you know, he's getting to middle-aged and will be middle-aged by 2019. Do you want to go with somebody younger? And there's a couple of candidates that are younger. Um, so we'll see. Uh, it's, uh, you know, as, as I say, the Trudeau liberals, they like Bernier. They'd rather go, they, they loved going up against O'Leary. They figured they were going to be in government for ages if it was O'Leary. Um, 
they're less certain that they'll beat Bernier, but I think they'll they feel good about going up against Bernier. If O'Leary was a front runner, then how could he have lost in the second ballot? I, again, I, I just find this astounding that you know uh, not being able to beat Trudeau is one thing, but well, you're the front runner with 22 percent though, right? Yeah, that's yeah, the front runner, yeah. and Bernier was 20 percent. So, so that's why I say on the first ballot, it's like O'Leary 22, and the rules are you got to win 50 percent plus one. So O'Leary's 22% on the first ballot, 24% on the second ballot, 26%. Meanwhile, Bernier is closing the gap, and as I say, by 11 ballots, it was going to be probably, uh, and this is is a couple-week-old data, it would have been 52 Bernier, 48 for O'Leary. They would have been the last two on the last ballot. And Kelly Kelly would have fallen out on the fourth last, and Shear would have been in third place in the last sort of scenarios that I've seen. But now those third, fourth, and fifth places, they say, I think Leach, Andrew Shear, Erin O'Toole, this is going to put some new starch into their campaigns, I'm almost certain. And that's why that debate that happens at 6 o'clock, who's going to start attacking who? Uh, you know, do, does everybody go for Bernier? Or does, you know, is it important for O'Toole to now start shooting down Shear and vice versa as they try to become the, the, uh, the anybody but Bernier candidate? Unbelievable. David Aitken has been with us, Chief Political Correspondent, Global News. Make sure you're watching Global News tonight to find out more. David, thank you very much for the time and insight. Much appreciated. No problem, Scott. Cheers. Back at you. It is 2.55. Man, oh man, my head is spinning. Want to hear more? Download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. And listen to The Scott Thompson Show, weekdays from noon to 3 on AM 900 CHML.